Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello and welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network and thanks for joining us today. I'm Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time 10-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends. And when I have time, which is not very often, you can find me on social media at I Never Liked Pink. So today I am talking to a badass mom, fighter, thriver. I mean, this woman climbed Kilimanjaro and I think maybe Everest. And she was a marine biologist prior to this. So diving to the depths of the ocean. So this woman is an adventurer at heart. And she took her two cancer diagnoses and has turned them into this amazing organization. Her name is Jillian Lachota. Is that right? I I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. Perfect. She's the founder and CEO of the I Rise Above Breast Cancer Foundation. As I said, mother, marine biologist, adventure seeker, and she is a metastatic thriver and literally living her best life. She was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2012 and 2017. So me too, sister, those were my years. Um, After discovering that her breast cancer had metastasized to her lungs, she decided to challenge her prognosis and do everything she could to live her best life. And she founded the I Rise Above Breast Cancer Foundation to help other women, young women, because there is other resources out there, but she really, she was diagnosed at 36. Is that correct? 35. 35. And she's working on this amazing organization to help young women feel inspired, empowered, and supported as much as possible to live their authentic intentional best life after breast cancer. She strives to support these women with goal-oriented mind, body, spirit approach to health and wellness. And this website has, we're going to go over it, but tools and resources and strategies to live a healthy life, improving your quality of life and your long-term survivorship. So we are going to get into this today because we have so much to talk about. So Jillian, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me today. Yes. And I apologize. I know I talked a lot about you, but you are just freaking amazing and I love you and we just met. So tell us a little bit about yourself, the non-cancer side. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I was born in Ontario, Canada, where I grew up um, and I've now been living in the United States for uh, about 20 years. Uh, I came to the United States to work uh at the Natural History Museum in Washington, D.C. I took a research position there. And from there, I um, moved to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in their Arctic Research Program, where I took a position as the uh, chief scientist there. Um, I love the natural environment. Uh, I love being in nature. I love being in the ocean. So I followed my... um, my educational and professional career in the marine sciences. And so uh, that's where I I focused. So in the Arctic, I looked at um, biogeochemical oceanography and how climate change affects um, biodiversity. And so so I spent many years working at at NOAA um, and I still live in the Washington DC area and I have two beautiful children and a wonderful husband. My husband's name is Bo, and my son's name is Kai, and my daughter, Lake. 
I love that. Thank you for sharing. And for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, you should be because you can actually go on and see photos behind Jillian from her literal literal career and travels around the world. And it just, it makes me want to just go out and do more things because she has lived her best life and is still living it while running this fabulous organization, being a mom and helping out other young women who've been diagnosed. So let's talk about, let's dig into your cancer. And I know it's, um, your cancer story is bound with your children and it's a little different from most people, but the both of your children obviously were, and I know you're open about this. I know you don't mind sharing were IVF blessings. And so you are receiving the news that you were pregnant with your first child, your son. And then what happened? Yeah. So uh, that's correct. I was, I went through um, three years of fertility treatments and for anybody who's been through that uh, journey, I mean, I thought that was the hardest part that I was going to experience in getting pregnant. Um, you know, you know, when you're going through that process at the towards the end before they do an egg retrieval through IVF, um, you're putting copious amounts of estrogen and progesterone into your body, and um, you're warned about the side effects of your breasts becoming large, becoming hard, becoming painful. And so I just started noticing almost overnight a dimple form in my breast. And so while I was in the shower doing a self-exam, uh, breast exam, I felt a lump. I didn't give it much, um, much thought because I thought this was possibly a side effect of the medications. And so when I went for my egg retrieval, I, uh, I, I did bring it up with my physician who then said I should, you know, have make an appointment to have that looked at. So because I didn't have any family history of, uh, breast cancer, I naively thought it was nothing. Fine. Less than 10% of women have family history. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Right. So, um, I didn't give it much thought. I went up to our family uh, lake house in Canada to relax during, you know, hopefully, um, you know, while I was newly pregnant, I wasn't quite sure. So when I went for my appointment, um, they did an ultrasound on my breast and they confirmed in the same day that I was pregnant and that I had breast cancer. So <sighs> the, it was like, you know, I don't even know how you deal with those emotions. It's those are two things that are not supposed to be together. No, no, they're not. Um, and I just, I, there was still a part of me that just didn't believe it was true. I thought there must be some kind of error. So a couple days later, I um, had a, a scheduled biopsy where, you know, my worst fears were confirmed that I had stage three advanced breast cancer. Oh, and so what being pregnant, how did you, was stage three, obviously, and it's aggressive chemo is always, is, is the, one of the first lines of, of defense and treatment for that. How did you make those decisions on what to do when you're pregnant? Well, well, you know, it's because my breast cancer is estrogen and progesterone driven and I was pregnant. To me, it was pretty clear what needed to be done because I had three options in front of me. It was that I could do nothing, but the chances were that probably it would progress, become metastatic by the end of my pregnancy. And 
I wouldn't be able to be a mother to my new newborn child. Um, so that was not an option. Um, I could abort the pregnancy and, um, you know, go full on with chemo and the whole nine yards immediately. And because I had so desperately wanted to become a mother yeah. um, and share that experience with my husband, it was just in my heart. That was not also, that, that was just not an option either for me. And I felt very empowered by my medical team at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore because I have a science history background, you know, and I want to read everything. They were so great in providing me that information about how um, safe the chemotherapy could be after 20 weeks of pregnancy. Um, so really quickly, we decided with my team that a mastectomy was required in order, you know, to, to be safe. Um, and so within nine days, sorry, 11 days of um, confirming my pregnancy, I went in for a mastectomy. Mm. Bless you. Oh. <laughs> and so you went in and had, you, did, you had a single at that time. Was that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. I had a history of miscarriages. So it was too risky of a surgery um, with all of the medications and the, how long mm -hmm. it would be uh, out to, to do both. Yep. That time. And then, so you had the, you had the unilateral mastectomy and then at 20 weeks you started chemo and how long did you have the chemo for? I had the chemo um, until my 32nd week. Yeah. Okay. And then Kai was born and everything was good. You had your beautiful baby boy and then you had to go through additional chemo after that. I did. Yeah. So the day he was born was the greatest relief of my life. Yes. <laughs> every week I was, you know, I was monitored very closely and very afraid, you know, of losing that pregnancy and, um, the guilt that I imagine I would have felt if I did lose it, lose, lose him, but that didn't happen. Thankfully he was born healthy. Um, and yeah. And so then after he was born, I jumped right into uh, weekly chemo for 12 weeks. Um, and that was extremely exhausting and tiring. I mean, being a new mother was tiring enough, but mm -hmm. that added layer was, you know, nothing that I could ever be prepared for. Let's just say well, and then I'm going to share because you decided you were talking to your doctor and you're like, I am going to, I'm going to get back into my health and I'm going to jump right back into it. And six months later, you summited Mount Kilimanjaro. Is that correct? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you ever look back on it and go, what the hell? <laughs> no, I don't. That's I'm, amazing. I, I don't like to live with regrets. Um, no, no, nothing to regret, no. but just how amazing that is. Sure. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I, I really believe it's important for a variety of reasons to set goals for yourself and everybody's goals, they need to be different. You know, they're going to be different. And I was really feeling like the best it, like in terms of my health and wellness before chemo or sorry, before cancer became part of my, uh, you know, my equation. Mm -hmm. And I was doing triathlons and running marathons and I playing sports and just feeling generally really good. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm no longer feeling that way. And I was bound and determined to find a way to get closer to the, the way I used to be. 
um, especially in terms of, you know, my, my physical fitness. Mm-hmm. And so I set myself a goal, you know, small increments. Um, I know six months doesn't sound like much, but I really did set myself uh, goals over the six months to, to train and um, get myself ready. And it, and it felt good because I had, I felt like I had more control over my, my life at that point when everything else was out of control prior to that, you know, so yeah, cancer definitely takes control out of your hands so often. And it's such a scary place to be. So I completely understand what it's like to take that back. Yeah. Did your husband do the climb with you? Or do you have other climbing partners? <laughs> no, he didn't do that one. We did okay. uh, the Everest together. But um, no, a good friend of mine, uh, she accompanied me um, up, up to the summit. So yeah. that is the best type of friend to have right there. Yeah, I just take my friends kayaking. <laughs> That's also a great activity. I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. So you you got you essentially got a good quality of health back, and you you reaching your goals. You're you're raising your son, and then four years later, you're celebrating your 40th birthday, and boom, it happens again. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, just to go back to the to the IVF, I was fortunate in that I was able to. Um, they were able to extract several embryos from the same IVF cycle. So I had some in storage and I, I felt like um, I was really feeling good for, you know, four years. I consulted with my oncologist quite a bit. Um, Everything was looking really good. And I decided that I wanted to try a natural transfer of an embryo um, when the moon's aligned in my body without injecting any kind of, um, progesterone or estrogen mm-hmm. or anything like that. And, um, and it was a success. The pregnancy was a success. And I have, Yay, a and I'm sorry, I did not mean to forget about Lake because no, I know she's part okay. of your story. <laughs> but Well, this is probably, you know, what the impetus behind the breast cancer, you know, reoccurrence. Um, and so she was only um, five months old at the time. And I started to notice um, so in that January, my be- my birthday's in the beginning of February, that January, I started to notice uh, quite late in January, a bit of a pain in my lower rib cage on my backside, like a burning pain. And I, I contacted my oncologist and immediately she said, okay, Jillian, think about what sports have you been doing? Have you fallen? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, and like, let's, let's rule out po- other possibilities. And of course, um, you know, there was, there was nothing that I had done. So, um, yeah, so I was on the ski trip and I really, it was really aggravating me quite a bit. And as soon as I got back from that ski trip with my friends, um, I had, a, a scan and some blood work, which, um, indicated that there was, you know, there was some, um, lymph nodes that looked like they, in my lung, um, that there was cancer was back. And so a biopsy confirmed that. I'm so sorry to hear that. And when that happened, what, how are your emotions? What, what did you, was there like a pit of despair? And then I know you've come out of it, but let's, can you talk about that for a minute? Oh yeah. I was in a solid pit of despair for a solid four weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I vacillated between fear and terror and anger and sadness um, because my life as I, you know, I was grieving um, mm-hmm. what, what I thought my life was going to be. 
And then of course I was like, well, does this mean I'm going to die? Like, what is, what does this mean? I didn't even know what that meant, you know? Um, and I just didn't want to have to come back, go back into the process of, you know, all the doctor's appointments and the scans and the feeling awful again. And cancer treatment is a full-time job and you already had full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, keeping a calendar of all of, it's just, it was a lot. So um, I was in that deep despair for, a, you know, a little while, but I needed to be, it was, you know, something would be wrong if I didn't. And mm-hmm. I knew I was wise enough to know that, you know, just feel the emotions, just be present for them and they will pass, you know, that everything will pass. This it is, it's, it's a stage of grief. You have yeah. to, you have to, you're right. You have to give yourself that time, but only for a certain period of time, because then you've got to pull up your big girl pants and say, I've got this. That's right. Yeah. And so eventually I did, you know, I used to train um, with a group of moms for triathlons and I got invited out to swim and I thought, no way, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then I gave it a second thought and I went and I just took my aggression out in the pool and everybody was looking going, oh, wow, okay. And I was just thought, you know what? I got this. This is this is my story to write, you know, breast cancer taken enough from me and I wasn't going to allow breast cancer to take anything more. And I haven't since. That is amazing. Now, what is your, what was your treatment at the time and what are you still undergoing? Cause I, I'm my guessing treat- you do daily medication and. Yeah. And a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm on daily eye brands, which is a yep. form of chemotherapy. So 21 days on seven days off. So I've just over just about six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then aromatase inhibitor coupled with that. And um, I also do uh, cancer care oncology's repurposed drugs to yes. um, to block the various metabolic pathways of you know dormant cancer cells. And so um, since I've, you know, along with a, a whole myriad of, um, mm-hmm. supplements since then, I, you know, I've, I've been doing really well. Um, that's amazing. I just want any of you out there who are listening, Jillian is metastatic six years out and obviously still thriving and going to be here for a very long time. And we're definitely going to get into the, it's the cancer care oncology. Is that what it is? Their regimen from Jane McClellan, which who is just an amazing rock star. So we are going to take a break and then we're going to get into I rise above breast cancer and so much more. So listeners, if you would like to donate to breast friends to help us on our mission, to ensure that people do not go through cancer alone, you can do that on our website, breastfriends.org or text BF radio to four, one, four, four, four. If you or a loved one needs our help, please go to our website again, breastfriends.org and check out patient programs to see what we can do for you. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. 
You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Voice AM Health. That's at Voice AM Health. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck. My guest is Jillian Lachota. She is the CEO and founder of the I Rise Above Cancer Foundation, and we are talking about her journey, how she got here, and why and how the I Rise Above Foundation. And we are going to dig in really quickly to how she has combined conventional and integrative medicine and methods of care because six years out metastatic, that's something to sing about. So I want to be able to share what she, what she has going through before she talked about her medication regimen and what she's doing. But I also want to talk a little bit more about um, the Jane McClellan book. She was my guest earlier this year on how to starve cancer and the methods from the cancer care oncology, if you don't mind. Yeah. So um I said earlier that, you know, Jane McClellan's a friend of mine. And when, um, you know, my breast cancer uh, reoccurred, excuse me, I reached out to her and everything that um, is in her book and her course. And all of you out there who um, aren't sure what this is, you definitely should look up how to starve cancer. Um, And it really became a Bible for me. And I started to implement all the tools in that book. And Jane said, you really have to get in contact with uh, cancer care oncology because there are repurposed drugs that um, block the metabolic pathways of the dormant cancer cells. And so, you know, she explained to me that, you know, when you're in uh, active chemotherapy, they're targeting the, uh, the cancer cells that are active, not the dormant cells. And so you need to have almost like an onion peel of um, layering to your care. Um, and that is one of them. So, um, there are repurposed drugs that, that uh, I use. I had, um, I had a consultation with, um, the oncologist at Cancer Care Oncology. And they're in addition to my, for, you know, my first line oncologist to administers, um, the chemotherapy, my daily chemotherapy regimen. Um, and they reviewed my records and we, we spoke at length about 
everything in my life. And they made um, my oncologist at Cancer Care Oncology made recommendations on what they would prescribe and why. And um, I thought it was really amazing. And, you know, I, it, and that I, I've now been on that regiment for about four years. And so since I've been integrating everything into my life, um, you know, what, what is taught in how to starve cancer and um, with cancer care oncology, I also implemented um, the 10 steps of that the radical remission project talks about. And that's mm -hmm. a really great resource. A lot of them I was already doing, but I, I beefed up, you know, some areas in my life that I needed to, um, to, you know, uh, include a little bit more um, and started to uh, really just sort of take a, an overview of my life and, and how I could really, um, you know, target how to live a, a cleaner, healthier life. And so those are some of the ways that I, I've, I've done that. Thank you for sharing, because I know that's all going to be very beneficial. Yes, definitely radical remission is wonderful and how to start cancer. So definitely listeners go check those things out now. So you, you have your two beautiful children, you've got your, your regimen good set, you're feeling good, but how were your emotions and what was the decision process into creating your own organization to help other young women? How did this all come about? Well, um, because it's not like you didn't have enough already to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I know. I know. Um, so back when I, uh, when I summited Mount Kilimanjaro after I finished my, after my son was born and I finished what I thought was the last time I would be, you know, um, facing chemotherapy or breast surgeries. Um, I went in to see my oncologist at my six month checkup and I think she had thought I was basically crazy saying, I'm going to go summit Mount Kilimanjaro <laughs> between the time I see you next. She's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I brought in my computer and I showed her and I had made a lot of changes like I had um, in, in my life. And so that was reflected in how my appointment went in my exam and so forth. And, and, you know, she asked me um, if it would be okay if um, she provided my contact information to some of her patients in her clinic who were young women, some of them new mothers or pregnant mm -hmm. who were really struggling and could, you know, maybe use the peer support. And I said, of course. And so I connected with all five of those women. Three have been through our programs and our diehard I Rise Above uh, Thrivers. They're great. And, um, but they all said to me, how did you do that? I want to do that. Can you help me to do that? And it was at that point in time, I was like, you know, I'm not the only one here that's feeling this and having these needs because young women have unique uh, age-related, you know, challenges and have needs that are different than our postmenopausal counterparts, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so it planted a seed for me that, you know, maybe there's something that I can do here. Um, and so, but I did go back to my regular career job and I was a new mom and I was burning the candle at both ends, trying to develop this concept for this organization. And um, time went by and four years and almost, almost at the fifth year, my breast cancer came back. And when it did come back, I decided that I needed to change everything in my life. I needed, 
a, like a career change. I needed to follow my heart. I mean, my heart and passion is definitely with the marine environment. Don't get me wrong. But I felt like I was uniquely positioned to um, help other young women to challenge their respective prognoses so they could, you know, live an outstanding quality of life during and after breast cancer. And I, I knew based on the um, experts that I surrounded myself with to live well, that maybe it, this could have a positive impact on their life. And so I turned my, you know, all of the emotions that I was feeling, I honored all of them and said, how can I make lemonade out of all of these <laughs> lemons, you know? And I always say that I'm going to make margaritas out of all the lemons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, that was really, you know, how it came to be. That is, it's such a beautiful story. And you, I was looking at your website the other day, you have a heavy hitters on your board. You obviously have, a, your your website is beautiful. You obviously know what you're doing with I Rise Above Breast Cancer. How, what are the the mission and the vision of the organization? What is your, what does your heart say, this is what I'm doing? Right. So I, I, I really believe that all young women um, should feel empowered and inspired and supported to cultivate their own outstanding quality of life during and after breast cancer, full stop. They should have all those resources available to them so they can make those choices. Um, I also believe that um, every, every woman should, you know, absolutely believe their diagnosis, but they should challenge their prognosis. Don't take some statistic uh, that you hear uh, as Bible and that, you, you know, you don't have any agency, you don't have any influence over, you know, how you do, because that's simply not true. And so what we do at I Rise Above is we circle um, young women with um, age appropriate um, and connected uh, and integrated health and wellness tools and resources to help them get over the residual effects of the breast cancer so they can heal and live well. That is so beautiful because survivorship after the time after breast cancer, or if you're living metastatic, it's rough because there's so many emotions that are a part of that and the physicality issues that come with it quite often due to side effects from surgeries, your, your body doesn't move the same or the medication that you're on. There's so, so many things that we really need some direction because while our oncology teams might be wonderful when you're done with treatment or on a standard daily regimen, they're like, okay, take care. And you're like, but, but what do I do now? Right. How am I supposed to get on with my life? And I Rise Above is really working on that because you are bringing together scores of young women and they get it. They've been through it, but they also still want to go out and climb mountains and learn to surf and paddleboard and do yoga and meditation because I, I'm a firm believer in sharing trauma lessens the trauma because oh, yeah. you realize I am not the only one. Right. Like Jillian. Everybody wants to be seen and heard and understood. And one of the the biggest uh, comments that I hear is that, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're all, when we go through the original, like the initial 
chemotherapy and surgery is you're just, you're just kind of going through the motions to, to survive. You're just maintaining, you know? Mm-hmm. And then for many of us, certainly as this was the case with me, I wasn't processing any of it because no. I, I was pregnant. I didn't want stress emotions to influence the development of my child. And so I just focused on the positive just to get me through. Right. But then afterwards, after I was done is when I was, I really went like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what did I, what did I just go through and what now? And what now? And, but you know, and then you, you go back to work or, you know, your hair grows back and or people just, and, and it's not an intentional thing that they, they think that, oh, they think you're fine. It's done, right? Yeah, your, your hair looks great. You must be good. You're working. I'm so glad that's over. Well, it's not over. It's something that stays with us forever. forever. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 it's the worst. Hair trauma comes in yeah. um, that lessens the, you know, the heaviness of the experience. So definitely. Now on your website, it mentions something called the core pillars. So what are those? Yeah. So everything we do is to, we want to empower women with information. And there's so many great breast cancer organizations that we love to point women towards um, because they do what they do really well. We're not here to invent any wheels by any sorts. Um, I, I always say the more support, the better. Like yeah. bring, bring on the organizations because not everyone is going to be a good fit for yeah. everyone. So, I mean, like here where I live in Portland, there's multiple organizations. Bring them on because the more support you have, the better off you will be. That's right. Yeah. And I love the concept of women supporting women. Um, You know, most breast cancer organizations are founded by women who've had breast cancer. And at least that I I don't know any that haven't been. Mm -hmm. um, And so the concept of, you know, we're all in this together is really true. And so, um, yeah, so, so number one, empowering women and by doing so, they become advocates for themselves and they ask questions. And so that's really important. Um, The second pillar is to inspire women to live an authentic life, to discover who their most authentic self is, to really come into their own through um, a variety of mechanisms. Um, And the third is the support piece of that. And so what we were just discussing about the shared trauma, um, it's really effective and you know, sometimes I know certainly for me when I first was diagnosed with breast cancer and again with metastatic, I, I did reach out to support groups, but I felt, uh, I didn't, I didn't find my, my people. Um, Mm -hmm. I felt a little lost in with various age groups. And I remember that one of the support groups I went to, I was the youngest probably by at least 25 years. And I was having issues with my ability to have comfortable sex with my husband. Amen. Yep. <laughs> I mean, not amen, but I and, feel you 100%. And I was like, oh, this is awkward. I don't know really how to address this. And, for, you know, not that these women wouldn't have an understanding. Of course they would. Just at different stages in your life, you're looking for different things. And then your late 30s, yes, you still want to be able to have sex with your husband like you did prior. And it, everything changes. And <laughs> believe me, that's a whole nother episode. And I've been working on that for years. So I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. So those, those are the three pillars. 
Yes, I am fortunate enough that there's an organization here in Portland called PDX Young Survivors. And my nurse navigator was a part of that. And because she's also a survivor. And I, I found groups pretty early um, <clears throat> that I it was pretty, I, I felt very fortunate. But your organization, I Rise Above, really takes it to a whole nother level in terms of, I love the empowerment part first, because we talk about that a lot. Being your own advocate is so important in terms of whether it's getting a second opinion, finding out more, challenging an opinion or your treatment, and just really being a part of the process, not just being a good patient who's going to listen to the doctors and say, okay, that that might work for me. Let's give it a try. You're like, no, let's figure this out. And I, uh, this is my body, my life. I am 100% part of this plan. And if I'm not on board, we're not moving forward. So the the advocacy part is huge. And the one that you don't hear very often is living your most authentic self. And that kind of gave me chills because it's like, quite often, we don't really know who that is. And going through cancer treatment can give you a whole different perspective of who you are in life, what you want out of life, and what the rest of your life is going to look like. Mm -hmm. For, For me, I was a, my prior career, I was a paralegal and then a chief level executive assistant and, you know, 24 seven stressful job. I became a stay at home mom. And when it was time to go back, I was like, this is not what I'm passionate about anymore. I'm not, I I don't want to just support CEOs and boards. Like I want to do something that makes a difference and breast cancer is what I know. So this, it helped me definitely find my authentic self, which is amazing. And then the support key, as you mentioned, is always just essential to what is needed. Now, are your programs virtual, in person? Is there a combination of both? There's a combination of both, yeah. So we have the iJourney program, which is um, in person and virtual. um, And it's a six-month program um, where we do an amazing retreat in the beginning, somewhere foreign. And, um, And then we go on an expedition at the end, and we have a wellness collective that supports the women during that program. We have the I Rise and Shine wellness training program, which is 12 weeks virtual. And then we have um, trips and retreats, which were in person. And we have a wellness webinar series that's free to the public on a monthly basis. Nice. And we are going to take a quick break, but before we do tell your website, please. So, so we can get that out there. Sure. It's uh, all one word. I rise above foundation.org. Perfect. So Jillian and listeners, we are going to take another quick break. So please stay with us. If you would like to be my guest on here or to share your warrior story that I can read on air, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back in a minute. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. 
You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Hey, I'm Michelle, and my guest is Jillian, the CEO and founder of I Rise Above Breast Cancer Foundation. And we have been talking about her journey, where she's at now as a metastatic thriver, six plus years out, and the amazing organization that she runs, I Rise Above. So Jillian, before break, you mentioned the I Rise and Shine Wellness, which has a huge, um, it has a fitness component because that is one thing you're, is very near and dear to your heart. Can you tell us about that? And who can join and how people can get involved? Sure. Yeah. So um, the I Rise and Shine Wellness Training Program uh, was uh, created um, out of need because of the pandemic, because we could no longer meet in person, um, which in the end was a really um, great. It was a blessing, really, because we could reach more women across North America, across Canada, um, in their homes in rural areas and bring to them in their homes tools that can help them lead um, a healthier life during and after breast cancer. So um, the fitness component is only one uh, piece of it, actually. Okay. Um, we the, the various components include um, uh, uh, yoga practice, uh, mindfulness and meditation, targeted nutrition, coaching, um, you know, positive psychology, we work with functional medicine uh, coaches who are exceptional and uh, integrative uh, medical doctors that provide, um, you know, guidance for directing it. Um, and so it runs for 12 weeks and we're actually in the seventh week of the current program. We offer one in the fall and one in the spring at, at, at present. 
Um, and any woman who's had breast cancer or is currently diagnosed with breast cancer at any stage can join um, as long as she's had breast cancer in her 20s, 30s, or 40s. And so it's been wildly uh, successful because, um, you know, sessions are recorded. Um, information is is shared in a way that is accessible to women. Um, and it's, you know, it's, uh, we we've have a pretty big following now and um, women just love it. They just feel so good about, you know, themselves, you know, in, while in the program. That's fabulous. Now, is there, um, I'm assuming there's a fee for something like this because you, you need to be able to, to make some money to run your organization. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. So we raise money to offset the majority of the costs for this. Mm-hmm. We have wellness experts that support the program through their expertise. So, you know, there is some costs that are associated with that. Um, and so we work really hard to keep it at a minimum. So it's literally $2 a day for the, the 12 week oh, duration. So it comes nice. out to $180. Um, and for I, 12 weeks. Yeah. That's a, that is a, that's a bargain right there. Yeah. yeah I think deeper so. than any gym membership and you get so many other things that go with it, the, yeah. the yoga and the mindfulness and all of the, yeah. Yeah. Definitely gonna have to and, check you know, that they out. Have women who register as part of it, um, we have a partnership with the Deep Center, who um, Kendall Carrier is the founder of that, and also a breast cancer survivor, and um, and she is a fitness expert, and so she's she runs all of the physical fitness component of it. So you don't it, it could be any stage of you know your journey, your cancer journey, where. Maybe you've just gotten out of surgery and you need to learn how to, you know, um, to use mobility just to, to get moving again. You could be at that stage. You could be at a super fit stage and you really need something to challenge you. There's something for everybody, every woman who wants to take part. You know, um, one of our current members, she just had a baby and she she was questioning whether she should join or not. But she's so glad that she did because you know, there were some exercises that she could do as uncomfortable as she was. Um, and then she had this great support network for her as, you know, she gave birth to her baby. So her healthy baby. And so she's, you know, a, a member with us and has never regretted it. So now are they the sessions you said they're recorded? So basically you can do them at your own pace during that 12 week time, or is it a, is it a set hour every week? Um, it's a bit of a combination of both. Uh, some, some of it we have, you know, we have uh, support group meetings every other Monday, but in between that we have um, members from radical remission project lead a healing circle, for example, and that's live. That's not recorded because that's very personal. Yep. Um, we have mindfulness and meditation sessions every other Wednesday. And in between that we have sessions where we work live, with our wellness expert, depending on what the curated content is for the week. Those are live, but they're also recorded and shared. So it's a combination. Perfect. Now you had kind of mentioned the wellness individuals. Is that the wellness collective, which is referenced on your website? Yeah. Yeah. So those are experts in various fields, in various fields of health and wellness. Um, And so when you register to be part of one of these programs, you fill out a, a, a patient, not patient profile, but a member profile and ask questions based on, you know, what your needs are, because our goal is to to curate the content that will best support your needs. And so um, it's, it's important that we have that filled out so that we, we know that we're um, addressing things um, that our community really needs. So. 
That's so important. Because I, I, I was looking through your website, and I was like, "Wow, the the depth and breadth of breadth of information that these indivi- individuals have that r- help run your pro- this program is truly amazing." So you've obviously done your homework in trying to provide the best experience possible for your members. So that is fabulous. And we've we've talked about what a adrenaline junkie you are, and I think that's a good way to describe it. You know, be, of all the the adventures you've had around the world. Now, you've incorporated trips into I Rise Above, which you call them adventure trips. Is that what they are? Now, can you tell us, and restorative retreats, they're also that, about how the trips work and who can, who can join and just how, just all the information, please. Yeah, sure. So, um, being in nature is very healing and that is scientifically supported uh, for various reasons. It does all kinds of things, uh, beneficial things for your mind, your body, your spirit, and it helps you to become unplugged. I think sometimes in today's day and age, we're too plugged in. And I'm having a show in um, December on forest bathing. Oh yes. One of my favorites. Yeah. So the intention behind these um, adventure trips is to help women get outside of their comfort zone, um, to detach from devices, and just spend some time listening to their inner selves and, you know, living outside of the box. There could be something that we work up to do some kind of challenge, like repelling down um, a rock wall in Utah. Well, for some women, they're like, "Uh, I don't know if I can ever do that. Then they do it. I remind them that, you know what, even through breast cancer, you can do anything, girl. (laughs) And they do. And they're just the confidence that comes out of this because breast cancer, as we all know, every person listening who's had breast cancer is such an eroding process. It, you know, the way you look, the way you feel, the way you think, you know, your your brain fog from chemotherapy, (laughs) all of it, the whole gamut, it can be very eroding. So the goal is to help women to build confidence and feel good about themselves and to connect together during these adventure trips. Um, The retreats are more restorative. They're um, more yoga based, but we do add some active adventure into there. Um, We have a trip coming up in um, April, which is to Baja, Mexico. So it's a combination of various forms of, of yoga and meditation, but we also have some, um, uh, learning to surf and some kayaking and swimming with sea lions. So, and, and you'd like this, Michelle, it's, uh, we get to learn how to make margaritas. So perfect. <laughs> well, I know how to do that, but you know, learning in Baja, Mexico would be amazing. I was, I was literally reading the itinerary for this trip. I was like, how do I get on this trip? <laughs> right. I need to talk to my husband about that one. I'm like, honey, I'm going away for a week in April to Mexico. Not with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's nice. I mean, so last, um, last April, we had a trip to Utah with a group of women and they, it made such an impression on them. They all, six women, seven women who were on that, they all immediately rebooked for the Baja trip coming up. And That's awesome. I just hosted in Washington, D.C., an alumni retreat here. They all came out for it. They're all just really good friends. Um, so yeah, so it's such an experience. So to add to all of this, it um, if a person wants to join, um, they go to our website. They um, there's a place where you can contact us, 
And what we offer to women, because it's, uh, we have a partnership with Adventure Women Travel. Um, and they're an all women based company. And, um, and so they, they reduce the cost for us and provide some additional experiences during these, um, these trips or retreats. But we have, because we're a nonprofit organization, we have the ability to help women with our unique fundraising platform. So women have the opportunity to completely offset the entire cost of the experience. And every woman who uses our platform does so. People within their community just want to know how to best support their Mm -hmm. loved ones. And so um, currently we have women right now who are fundraising for their experience and they have the ability to share with their community they're reaching out to on why this is so meaningful to them. I love that because as you said, people do want to help, but they don't know how to help. And sending, you know, donating 50 or $100 to send your loved one on a adventure of a lifetime like this is to die for. Yeah. So you are obviously a grassroots organization and you are always in need of volunteers and donations. How can people get involved? Well, if you go to our website, um, First of all, we have a, um, a fundraiser going on right now for breast cancer awareness where we are doing portraits of Kintsugi, um, telling stories of women, um, you know, unique stories and, and why they're unique and um, how we as an organization have supported them. Um, but we have a drop down menu where you can um, fill out a form for various opportunities to volunteer. We always need volunteers for so many different things, um, but also for our wellness collective. If there's anyone out there who's listening to this, who feels like they have something to contribute, um, we would love to talk to you. Uh, I mean, it would be amazing to continue to grow um, our expertise that then support our women. Perfect. Last question. What are your hopes for I Rise Above and the future? Oh, wow. That's a big question. Um, I would love to continue to grow our current programs, but I would also love to layer in programs that support caregivers. Um, yes. That's been something that's been on my mind for a long time um, that I feel like they are the, um, they get missed in the equation. You know, rarely do people, they, you know, people ask all the time how I'm doing. Do they ask my husband how he's doing? probably not so much. Mm -hmm. And so they also need um, a support network because what they're going through is also traumatic. And so that's been um, a goal of mine to, to, um, to develop some kind of programming that will support them. That is perfect. Well, Jillian, thank you so, so much for being here today. It has been my pleasure to talk about you and I rise above. So listeners, you can go to I rise, www.irisebovefoundation.org and you can follow them on Instagram at irise underscore above and they do the fabulous um, Kintsugi little snippets and if you're not familiar with that it's the Japanese art of putting something back together with with gold and like you see these vases that have been broken and put back together with like gold paint and glue and it is truly stunning and it's we're putting ourselves back together in a better way and I love that so listeners Go to breastfriends.org and find out more information about us. You can donate there. 
You can find our show, Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, on all the major podcast platforms, Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, or watch on the Breast Friends YouTube channel. You can email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. And again, Jillian, thank you so much for being here today. I Rise Above is such an amazing foundation, and I'm going to go start my fundraising journey for that trip. And um, we will be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle back again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.